Padres Social Hour. Uh, James Shields, thanks again. Uh, Jellyman tweeting in, no-nonsense guy, a true Cali guy, a laid-back pros pro. I think that pretty much sums it up. Right. So we go from uh, one pros pro to another now on the Cholula hotline. And from MLB.com, it's Jesse Sanchez, who just today had published the top 30 ranked prospects in the international pool. So we welcome him on the show now. Jesse, how are you? Hey there, how are you? Doing great. Uh, thanks for taking the time. We really appreciate it. My pleasure, my pleasure. So, uh, yeah, happy to talk to you guys. Yeah, one of our uh, Twitter followers earlier today, Big Ahi, had asked us, Jesse, after your uh, article came out, what is the Padres' plan for this international spending period? So we had to get you on the line. It's, uh, with the way the season's going, this is something Padres fans are really latching onto: is this international signing pool, what's going to happen July 2nd. Um, for, for a team like the Padres in a franchise, how important is it? And, you know, just how much stock should people be putting into this group of players? You know, here's, here's the, the reality of it. If you think about the important dates in baseball, there's like the July 31st non-waiver trust deadline. There's the first-year player draft. There's the first uh, day free agents can sign. Uh, all these different important dates in baseball. So July 2nd, interna- the start of the international signing period, is just as important or more important than a lot of those dates. And the reason is it gives – major league organizations the chance to stock their systems, to fill their foundations, if you want to say, uh, with players, with young players. It gives the opportunity, especially for a team like the Padres. It's a great example. The Padres have several picks in the first-year player draft, you know, the uh, domestic side, and they're going to be very aggressive on the international side. So you combine those two, part, those two you know, strategies on the domestic and the international and there's a really good chance, you know, come the end of the summer or the middle of the summer after July 2nd, after the draft in June, that the Padres are going to be in a pretty good position having stocked their system with minor league players. And I think that's one of the goals of the international July, you know, July uh, 2 international signing period is to stock system with, with players and also hopefully find the potentially, you know, the potential next Felix uh, Hernandez, find the next Miguel Cabrera, one of these stars from Latin America. That's what these organizations are looking for. Jesse, you knew that, I mean, you've dealt with A.J. Preller in this market before. You knew that as soon as he became the general manager of the Padres, that the Padres would be very, very active in that market. How many, I mean, do you think this is an area that the Padres under Preller have been more active than they were before he got here? Oh, uh, definitely, definitely. I mean, I followed the Padres for several years. I actually went down to the Dominican Republic when they opened up their academy. I think it was 2006 or 2007. I, I, the right. exact year escapes me. But I went down there, and what I saw was, it was really interesting. Manny Alexander, who was a veteran and a really decent guy, you know, he was the one speaking. He was the one kind of representing the Padres internationally. They didn't have anybody from the Dominican Republic to, you know, talk to these young players, to, you know, talk to the Venezuelans who would be coming through that academy. And what I've seen since that time, I mean, that experience really stuck out. What I've seen since that time is the Padres really focus on spreading internationally, whether that's Mexico and whether it's the Dominican Republic or Venezuela. I mean, A.J. Uh, Preller's track record, in, with, he was with the Texas Rangers. Obviously, it speaks for itself. There are tons of players there that are making their way through the big leagues or in the minor leagues, and, I, and I'm not surprised he's doing the same kind of – has the same kind of emphasis on international here with the Padres. I think the first year was just a kind of a matter of 
you know, uh, evaluating, see where the system was, see what kind of organization it was, and now he's kind of implementing his plan. He's going to be aggressive in the international side, and I think you're going to, and you're going to know, you see, everybody knows how many picks the Padres have in the draft. So what you're going to see is this club restock their system. I think everybody knows that first year or the first few months, you know, he, uh, the Padres traded away a lot of prospects, and I think they're slowly trying to build that back up. Jesse, uh, how difficult is it to try to hit on some of these players? Is it any different than the normal draft that you would see, or how difficult is it to scout some of these guys? You know, I think it's, uh, it, I guess it's subjectively speaking, personally I think it's harder to uh, hit on these guys because the track record is not there. I mean, you're not following these guys all the way through high school, through select ball, through uh, – other guys, junior college guys, or guys who played four years of college. I mean, there's not that much of a tracker record with these younger players. You got to keep in mind, um, they scout these guys when they're 14, 15 uh, in the Dominican Republic. Uh, they don't have high school baseball. You know, only recently have there there been formed leagues in the Dominican Republic. There's a league called the Dominican Prospect League. Major League Baseball has a Major League Prospect League. There's another league called the International Prospect League, and those have happened over the last five years. And what those leagues have done is really allowed evaluators to really see these guys in games, where before it was very, you know, traditional workouts, you know, running the 60 outfield drills, infield drills, BP, you know, uh, running the bases, that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it's always difficult. I think scouting is a very hard job, but I think it's especially difficult when you're with a 16-year-old, you know, trying to project what he's going to be like how he's going to handle everything, how his body's going to grow. Uh, but scouts, you know, they do their best they can. They, they look at the tools. They, they, they interview these guys. They spend some time with their family. They, you know, uh, I think that's where A.J. Perler has an advantage over some people because he can speak Spanish. You know, he has a long history in uh, Latin America. I think that's, uh, you know, a big advantage for the Padres. And it's just it's a tough call. I mean, you hope these guys are going to pan out, but you just never know. Yeah, well, all right, Jesse. It's going to be, uh, as MLB Pipeline tweeted out, the Padres are considered favorites to sign three of the top ten in your rankings and six of the top 30, not even including some of the Cubans that aren't listed because they haven't been cleared yet that the Padres are potentially front runners for as well. So it will be an exciting July, and uh, thanks for checking in with us. We appreciate the time. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you, guys.